Hello and welcome to Navigating Nursing. I am your host, Laura Whitehead, a registered adult nurse, a critical care nurse, qualified lecturer and fellow of the Higher Education Academy. I'm joined today by Christina Radzivikuta, who is a registered nursing associate who works on an adult inpatient recovery and rehabilitation ward in mental health. Thank you so much for joining me today, Christina. Oh, hi, Laura. Thank you so much for having me. So, we're going to go right back to the beginning of your career as a nursing associate. What made you want to apply in the first place? Yeah, so so since I was about 14, um, I took an interest in people um, and I found myself in situations where people would come to me for advice. So this was whether it was friends or just people I knew, including family members as well. Um, so it kind of started from there. And then um, I studied psychology um, at Kingston University so I did a bachelor's uh, to begin with but unfortunately um, I didn't have any like practical experience back then so I didn't really know exactly what I was getting myself into so once I got my first job in a forensic unit um, I found myself not enjoying it as much as I thought and but what I did enjoy was actually um, seeing the nurses and I realized that I was more hands-on so this is why um, I sort of uh, thought, actually, let me try nursing instead. And that first job in the forensic unit, was that as a healthcare assistant or was that a different role? Healthcare assistant, um, but I also volunteered once a week as a, an assistant psychologist as well. So I, I did a little bit of both, but obviously the assistant psychologist was um, unpaid. Um, it was just sort of for my own development and to just gain some experience. I think I did psychology at A-level, loved it, but then it's really hard, isn't it? Once yeah. you've got that degree, if, if there's not that practical element to a course or it can be very difficult once you've then finished the degree to be like, what, yeah, what happens next? What do I do next? Yeah, I, I did. I felt very lost because, um, you know, once you do your bachelor's in psychology, you do need a lot of experience in order to then get onto a doctorate. And I was really struggling with that. So um, working as a healthcare assistant, um, that was the first time that I was actually in the field and I had some hands-on experience working with people with mental health issues um, and um, yeah I, I that really opened up my eyes and uh, it actually made me realize like what skills I'm actually good at and what I'm actually good at and I realized that I'm more like hands-on um, rather than sort of doing like therapy so yeah so this is when I decided that um, I will go for nursing. And what made what, what what kind of led you to the nursing associate role? So um so after I worked at the forensic unit, um I then um heard a lot of good things about the NHS because the forensic unit was private. Um and I had a lot of friends working in the NHS and I applied for a job as a support worker and um and then I was working as a, a support worker for just under one year when uh, my lovely manager uh, told me about the nursing associate uh, training that was um, going to be ruled out in our trust. So um, um, I applied and then I got, got it. And um, the main reason I, I wanted to do the training was because I was really enjoying my role as a support worker. And um, I felt like I've, I've gained some experience, you know, in the field and I wanted to progress. I wanted to be able to sort of understand like you know why I'm doing what I'm doing so for example if I'm taking somebody's blood pressure um, I wanted to understand 
sort of the theory behind it and I wanted to understand like what the normal ranges are and um, sort of feel more confident you know if the blood pressure is very low to feel confident enough to know what what I need to do whether mm -hmm. it's to escalate it or if there's any you know practical things I can do like offer the patient something to drink which usually brings the blood pressure up and um, in addition to that I, I wanted to um, you know be like more confident and gain more skills, practical skills. So um, whether it's um, doing venipuncture, uh, ECGs and things like that. And in working in mental health, we do a lot of risk assessments and care plans. Um, but when I was working as a support worker, I wasn't um, really equipped for, for doing them. But I was really interested when I saw the nurses doing them and I really wanted to get involved. And how did you find, when you started the programme, you do a variety of placements within the area that you were employed in, um, you know, that you, you had worked in before. And also in different, we call them spokes in, in Middlesex University, you know, in different areas, in adult, you know, all over kind of different wards and specialities. How did you find that, that move? It was actually uh, really, really amazing um, because um, for my first year, so my in, my in my hub, I was placed on a rehab ward. So I went from a, a, a psychiatric intensive care unit, um, which is very acute, to a rehab ward, um, which I've never worked on before. So that was my main hub. And then for my second year, um, I actually went to another rehab ward um, um, in, a, in, in another um hospital in the, within the trust. In addition to that, I did spoke placements. So I did two week placements uh, four times a year and um, they would be like completely out of area. So I was able to, to go into A&Es. I, I did two A&E placements. Um, I went into uh, palliative care. I also did a placement at a GP surgery. Um, I care home as well. And um, they were really interesting um, because I learned skills that I wouldn't necessarily be able to learn working in mental health, because I think a lot of nurses working in mental health, sometimes, you know, we, we lack these opportunities to, to develop certain physical health skills. Mm -hmm. So that was really amazing. And um, I really, really loved it. And, you know, the, the good thing about it is that uh, once I came back to mental health, I was then able to sort of incorporate those skills and like uh, bring it onto my ward. So like, for example, on my ward, a lot of the time ECGs would only be done by the doctors. Oh, really? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Um, so different. Then, yeah, it's very different. So since I came back, I was then able to, to do ECGs on my ward and um, do venipuncture as well. I was able to also advise my colleagues who then did the training within mm -hmm. the trust but sort of needed more practical help and, and experience. And because I was so experienced from doing my spoke placements in A&E, because we did so many ECGs. So in many. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I really enjoyed that, actually. I really, really enjoyed the physical health side of things. Amazing. I think that's a really good example. I think if you're working in an area and you've been there for a long time, it might yeah. be that you've done the training for the clinical skill, but if you haven't had that support away from that training environment to then help you develop the skill in your own clinical area and to feel confident doing it by yourself actually having that person having that person there is really important yeah, I agree definitely and as well it, it must be really good for you to show that the difference that your training has had on yeah. your whole team and your whole department 
I think yes. sometimes when we do a course or training we see it as just us don't we like I've done this module I've done this program and actually you kind of forget that wider impact that you can have no but definitely and it and I've, I've you know I've been told that it's definitely made a difference because it's sort of um, like taken off the pressure of um, certain like members of the MDT team mm. because sometimes the you know the doctors can be so busy and it just helps to you know when when others like staff and the nurses can do some of the like uh, like the ECGs and venipuncture and things like that it just takes some of that pressure off. Mm -hmm. And also I think there's a worry that some people have if you don't do a clinical skill for a period of time it's then de-skilled it's everywhere isn't it what if I de-skill what if I work somewhere else and I lose my skills but yeah. actually that knowledge is always there it just needs to be practiced and reinforced and supported to make sure that you're competent at that skill yes, and can practice definitely. effectively. I agree. So your nursing associate program was an apprenticeship. How did you find, obviously you'd already been at university before, you'd studied yeah. a bachelor's, you're very familiar with the university academic, you know, side that's required when you do when you do a, a program. How did you find the apprenticeship component? I I can honestly say that um, the apprenticeship route um, is probably the best way forward. Um, because I mean, there was no other way that I would have been able to sort of like um, get another student loan out and uh, fund myself. Um, because, you know, life hits you, you know, you, people, they might have children that they, they're looking after, or, you know, they have rent to pay, or a mortgage. So uh, the apprenticeship is, is very flexible and it allows you to, to work and, you know, have a salary at the same time you're learning as well. And um, because you are still an employee as well, obviously you're gaining all these uh, practical um, skills in practice. Um, so I think it's, it's really like the perfect way of learning. And I know that like different people learn differently by me personally, um, I, I do learn best, like if it's like practical, um, I sometimes struggle with just reading the theory and then like understanding it straight away. But I would read the theory and then I would go back to work and I would be able to practice the skill and then it would just like click for me mm -hmm. and I would understand what I'm doing. So that's really helped me actually. And did you know that about your learning? I guess it's your learning style, isn't it? Did you know yeah. that about that before you started this program or, or was it something that on the program that had... That no, I didn't. I didn't know because I, I, I mean, when I did my psychology degree, um, now that I'm reflecting, even though I got good grades, I feel like... Um, I like I had to work harder for it just because um, it was all theory and there was no like practical side to it and um, I struggled a little bit with the psychology degree but when it came to this apprenticeship I just realized you know it's so much better for me and like I said everyone has their own learning style um, and I remember during one of our lectures we actually um, you know we had a session teaching us about learning styles and uh, we did a questionnaire and uh, it was actually confirmed that I'm more like practical. Okay, so, so it actually reinforced what you thought. Yeah, so whether it's doing it, like actually doing it or even watching a video, like explaining a certain procedure, 
um, that's really good as well. And I remember when I was at Middlesex University, they were very good at that. Um, they, you know, they had different ways of teaching. So it wasn't always just lectures. There was times when we would uh, have group work. We would work as a, as a team. Um, there would be videos as well, um, some interactive things. So that really, really helped me. So really like fascinating to hear, you know, how you found an apprenticeship as someone that's done other study, because I think sometimes it's assumed if you if you've studied at a degree level before, that must be really easy then coming back to university. But obviously it's a very different program with, you know, very yeah. different requirements. How did you find the you said about how the practical really helped you kind of cement your knowledge and your learning? How did you find the kind of academic assignments and the academic requirements of the course? Um, I think like basically like all of the assignments were relevant in some way to to like what I'm doing now. Um, uh, it was really good, actually, because like um, I remember we had a module where um, we had to do like physical health observations and the news, too. And uh, we actually had to we, we were examined um, on the day and we had to like show the, the lecturer what we're doing and you know we had to um, be assessed on that and uh, at the same time we also had actual assignments where we would write an essay um, and a lot of the time it would be on like a scenario for example um, that would probably you know happen in real life it would be like based on real life studies but um, obviously still made up um, but it was it was it was, I think, a good way of doing the assignments because you deal with these situations in in real life at work. So a lot of the time you can like even reflect back on um, your own practice, similar situations that have happened. Um, so I think that's really helped like me with the assignments. So you have worked in the field of mental health during your programme when you weren't on your kind of other placements and also since you since you qualified. How did you know that mental health was a speciality for you? I think it just uh, again, it, it, it just relates back to, you know, I've always um, taken an interest in people. I've, I've always been interested in like people's histories and how that can affect uh, the, the present. And um I've always sort of challenged any stigma around mental health because, you know, anybody can can um, be diagnosed with mental health illness mm, or, anyone. from it at any point in their life. You know, it can happen to me, it can happen to anyone. So um, I think that's what really interested in mental health. And like I said, I've, I've known people um, whether it was friends and family members that, are, you know, would come for me for advice and things like that. And I really enjoy that side of things. And I'm very like um, hopeful person. Like, I, you know, just because somebody's unwell today doesn't mean that it can't be better in a week or two or long term. Sometimes, you know, it, people need support. That's all it is. They just need support. And that ethos really aligns with the inpatient recovery and rehabilitation wards where you've been yeah, working. It is. And, and you've given some really amazing advice so far. Have you got any advice for anyone that is looking at the nursing associate programme, is looking at the apprenticeship, or really that kind of wants to move into your field of practice? I think um, I'm, I'm going to say, like, based my, on my own experience, I think the best way to get into um, nursing and into mental health nursing is by sort of um, 
gaining some experience to begin with. So perhaps um, volunteering on a on a mental health ward or gaining employment as a healthcare assistant um, and sort of just getting an idea of what it is actually like working in mental health. Um, because unless you've done it yourself and you've seen it for yourself, you can't always just go by what other people say. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite abstract, isn't it, if you don't kind yeah, of understand? Yeah, because like, you know, my experience and your experience um, might be different. Um, so this is why it's good to see for yourself. Um, and working as a healthcare assistant allows you to do that. And it also allows you to gain some of the skills that will, um, that you know, will be useful for when you're doing your nursing training because you will sort of have your bases there already uh, and you'll be more knowledgeable to begin with like I know when I was a healthcare assistant I would take like any opportunity to learn so you know I didn't allow the fact that my healthcare assistant and this is my role or this is my role I would try and sort of take any opportunity to learn from the nurses and put myself forward so I think that's really important and also just like really being proactive and looking out and speaking to people and if you see any opportunities come up then definitely apply for the trainee nursing associate course um because um it's it's it's, it's amazing like what it can get you and you've raised some really good points about kind of continual professional development you know is the phrase we'd use to cover it wouldn't it about learning opportunities and seeing what's available and you said you know working as a HCA you could there are still those opportunities available you know to learn different clinical skills to yeah. learn to kind of expand your role and the trust internets are a really good place aren't they to to start yeah. seeing what's available for you to apply for so yeah what are your career goals what are your aims what are you doing at the moment so at the moment um I'm I'm on my placement actually so I've I've qualified as a registered nursing associate um in December 2020 um I actually got a job there as a band four as a nursing associate on the ward um where I did my final placement as a nurse trainee nursing associate so I got really lucky um and I worked there for almost one year and then I got into the top-up apprenticeship to become a registered mental health nurse. Um, so I started doing that last year, October. Um, so I went straight into the second year um, and I'm soon going to finish my second year and then go into the final year of my apprenticeship. And um, I'm really excited to become a registered mental health nurse. Um, yeah. Well, massive congratulations. Do you think you're going to stay in a similar area to where you are now when you become a registered mental health nurse? Or do you think you're going to move within the speciality? I think that um, I want to stay uh, within my own ward in recovery and rehabilitation for at least a couple of years, um, do my preceptorship. And then as I gain more experience, I might apply for a different area, but within mental health. And I do want to stay within my own trust. But I'm sort of interested in, um, I did a placement with MHCAS, which is the Mental Health Crisis Assessment Service, which was really, really interesting. But you need to have some experience before you apply there. So you have to be a band five for some time before you apply. Your journey has been really inspiring. And I think for anyone listening, you know, who might have had previous qualifications that have done previous study that is unsure of, you know, how to get into nursing or, you know, how to get into certain apprenticeships or programmes, you've given loads of amazing advice. So thank you so much, Christina, for joining me today. 
It's been a pleasure to meet you. It's been a pleasure too. Thank you.